Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the Autopsy of Brother, your absolute most favorite Lost Watch slash Rewatch podcast, the most pro uh, Brother podcast on the internet. <laughs> and it's a show where I watch Lost for the first time. Your pal Eric watches Lost for the second time. I'm not your pal. Don't get the wrong idea. And we decide: is Lost a good show? Is it the best show? Is it the worst show, or is it a show that was on television? I'm Daniel. I'm Eric. And Eric, season one is done. It's in the books. It's signed, sealed, delivered. We're moving straight on. We don't have to wait three months to watch it like people did back in 2005. We get to keep going. Why don't you tell me what happened in season two, episode one, Man of Science, Man of Faith, and Episode 2, Adrift, a Jack and Michael episode. What's the story, Home Slice? Well, so we start off the season with uh, Make Your Own Kind of Music blasting as we see a, at that time, a mysterious unknown man uh, working on like a late late 70s-ish computer. And he goes through his whole workout routine, does all this stuff. There's a bunch of objects that kind of look old. And he does all, this, all these all these fun uh, workout things, showers. He injects himself with something. But then he gets interrupted by an explosion. It's because they blew open the hatch. And lo and behold, this man, who we later find out is Desmond from our flashbacks, uh, is uh, in the hatch. And so... As you said, this is a Jack episode, and basically we just get introduced to how he met his future wife, Sarah. Says he can't save Sarah's life because she has a irreparable damage to her spinal cord, meaning she won't be able to walk. Uh, he's kind of told that he has bad bedside manner, uh, and he decides to run the stadium uh, steps nearby. And he runs into a man uh, named Desmond, uh, who... Uh, as we will eventually see, looks very familiar because he is the man in the hatch. And uh, Desmond kind of gives him some life advice, tells him to be more hopeful. Uh, and lo and behold, Sarah is able to wiggle her feet and uh, seemingly a miracle has occurred. Uh, and Desmond says, see you in another life, brother. Uh, I love our terrible accents that we're breaking out. In, They're only going to get worse. <laughs> I know, it's so bad. And meanwhile, on the island, uh, we basically just have a battle between Jack and Locke. Locke wanting to get into the hatch. Jack being like, let's let's wait a little bit. Shannon and Saeed are looking for Walt's uh, dog. Uh, Vincent and Vincent, uh, as, or as they're searching for Vincent, Shannon sees a drenched vision of Walt who uh, is whispering like incoherently at her. Uh, no one believes her. Then we just start to have this, yeah, power battle of sorts. Kate goes to join Locke. They go down into the hatch. Uh, Kate disappears after uh, he loses hold of it and really tears up his hands. Uh, Jack kind of explains everything that happened and why they're doing this stuff because they're at the hatch. He goes down in it. He has a key on his on his necklace that kind of gets pulled towards a wall when he goes into the hatch, uh, and, you know, by seemingly some type of magnetic force. Uh, he sees the computer that we saw at the beginning of the episode and uh, someone holds up a gun to him and holds Locke hostage and we find out that it's Desmond. Uh, and so then the second episode kind of does this kind of a wonky uh, tracking of sorts where we basically backtrack a good amount, but we start with following what happened uh, immediately in the aftermath of uh, the others destroying uh, 
the uh, life raft after Walt was taken. So Sawyer, uh, you know, had been shot. Uh, he goes to rescue Michael. They get up on a uh, one of the rafts and notice a shark starts to come near them. Uh, and, you know, Michael being pissed, blames it on Sawyer's wound. Um, you know, uh, Jin is nowhere to be found. And uh, Michael kind of uh, very much does not care that he can't find Jin, which I think is interesting. But uh, in fairness, he's focused on Walt. Uh, and then we, we follow Kate and Locke's story as they go down in there. Uh, I won't get into all the details just because it's a lot of back and forth. Basically, uh, Kate uh, is the one that's tied up. Locke gives her a knife. Uh, she ends up going into this amazing pantry with a bunch of stuff labeled Dharma Initiative. She crawls up into the vents a la Die Hard. Uh, and uh, basically, then we just continue with uh, Desmond and Locke's story. Uh, Desmond, Locke, and Jack's story about entering you know, numbers in the, in the computer every 108 minutes resets a clock and we start to get into this uh really t- i guess tense negotiation between desmond jack and Locke. uh jack and Locke kind of being a little bit fed up with each other but uh i don't know if it's in this episode or the previous episode where he talks he he makes the parallel between you know miracles and fate and that everything uh you know is this is this really where everything brought us to and oh yeah so then uh you know Sawyer and Michael keep having their own thing occur with uh, uh, Sawyer swimming to another raft. Michael shoots a shark uh, and they eventually get back to the island and lo and behold, they find Jin, but Jin is running tied up, screaming about the others. uh, And we see these people that have been potentially holding him captive. The flashbacks in this episode, I'm not even really getting into, involves Michael and Susan. We'll talk about it more in this. This has been way too long of a recap. Daniel, what did you think of these episodes? It, exciting, tense, mysterious answers and questions. <laughs> so you enjoyed both of the episodes? I did really enjoy both of them. I kind of liked that wonky timeline stuff that you alluded to, where it's mm-hmm. like we follow Jack down after Locke and Kate have gone down and don't see what happens, and then flash back in the next episode. I imagine something similar is going to happen with the next episode where we see what was going on with Jin during all of this. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on just in these first two episodes that they kind of have to divide it up where it's like, all right, let's just ignore the raft for the first one because we got so much going on on the island. Yeah, I think... I mean, I think it goes without saying that this is when we start to get into the beginning of narrative, like, trickery and, like, narrative uh, complexity as it comes to structure, right? Like, we're going to start to see a lot of different uh, overlaps and uh, especially because we just have all of the stories starting to be aggressively fragmented in terms of where they are and who people are interacting with. Um, yeah, so I mean, I I really, really, really like the premiere. I think the flashbacks in the second episode are really weak as a whole, um, mainly because I don't feel like we learn a lot of new stuff. Um, but I do think that the uh, non-flashback story in the second episode is really strong. So I think overall, these are these are two really strong episodes. I, I very much enjoyed them. Yeah, I would agree that the Michael flashbacks don't really tell us a whole lot new, although there's a part of me that's like, that may have been kind of by design. One, because there's so much plot going on on the island and on the rafts. And two, because, like, it's kind of a recap, because this is a time where, like, it's not exactly common for people to be able to rewatch the previous season of a show before the new one begins, which sounds insane when you're talking about a show like Lost. But, like, 
I, I'm just kind of going based on my personal memory. The concept of like getting a show on DVD seemed fairly new at the time from what I remember. So it's kind of just like, hey, if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is what's up with this guy, Michael, who we're pinning a whole lot of the emotion of this early part of the season on. So I kind of didn't mind it for that. Yeah, that's fair. And ABC did frequently air lost recap shows, I think, I think starting in the second season um, to kind of serve as that functionality. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess like what, what, uh, what did you enjoy most about these two episodes? What stuck out to you? I mean, I just, anytime I get reminded of Dexter season eight with that opening song, mm-hmm. <laughs> another inexplicable connection between these two shows. Right. And I mean, you could definitely tell that the creators saw like the Potent, like semi creepy use of this song and decided to just go even harder on it in a more incoherent way on Dexter. Um, I knew I knew that this song was going to make an appearance from the AV Club comments of the Dexter reviews where someone was like, <laughs> this whole thing of using this specific re- song as a recurring musical motif to introduce a mysterious character is just straight up stolen from the second season of Lost. It's aggressively stolen. Like, yeah, it's not like you could choose any song in existence. You can make a lot of songs creepy or weird by just like juxtaposing them uh, with like, the imagery that Dexter frequently does. You could have chosen half of the songs in existence. So it's just really weird that they chose that song. Um, But anyway, it's used to a much better effect in these two episodes. Right. So, yeah, I guess like... Almost crazy enough, like, there's been like a Twitter thread going around just kind of like gushing about how good that cold open is of the premiere. And I'm like, yeah, man, I can't believe I'm just now seeing this as this is appearing on the Twitterverse. I'm telling you, the lost, the reevaluation, it's coming. My conspiracy will be true. (laughs) I love the passion that you have for it I, I think you're like you are on something with that which i'm sure we'll get into as we keep moving through the show but i guess like the big thing is what what are your thoughts on our brand new brand spanking new character desmond it's as i kind of alluded to previously this is a show where in terms of on the island so far it's kind of hard to introduce brand new recurring characters but it's it was one of those things where like i knew there was a person named desmond because mm-hmm. i i live in the world i know that he's a lost character and when the show starts there's like i was like oh is this like a flashback sequence or something and then i was like oh no shit this is the hatch <laughs> and i was like oh shit motherfucker and i love the kind of there's like almost a double twist where kate's like uh this hat this hat door says quarantine on this side and everyone's right. like oh fuck and then later we kind of find out that it's desmond who's quarantining away from those on the island because as a uh, danielle said uh they all get sick eventually and i was like oh ho, ho, the plot thickens yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting connections there that um I don't think it's a spoiler to say we will keep <laughs> discussing as we move as we move forward. Um, I do think the introduction of Desmond um, is it's exceptionally strong because of it, it, like even watching it or without your familiarity with it. Like as soon as you saw the flashback with Jack talking to that man, did you kind of put together that 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 man was him or no? I was like this. I- I was like knowing that I know I know there's a character named Desmond on Lost and I just got introduced to one in the flashback and I was like it's got to be him. <laughs> like... Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um 
So I had a little bit of a real world cheat, but yes, it made sense. Yeah, it was one of those that like, as it's happening, I'm like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. And I mean, God, his accents, it's incredible. It's so good. And it's it's always so fun. Um, and I do think that um, one of my favorite things about how Desmond is introduced in these two episodes is he much like a lot of the characters on Lost, is introduced with us not really knowing anything about him outside of that backstory. And we're only being introduced to him based on his actions on the island, at least at first. And he's very aggressive, very <laughs> not trustworthy. Seems, yeah, he he's not presented as the most palatable character or a character with a ton of nuance, which is going to be very fascinating to see as that becomes increasingly more complex over time. Um, yeah, I mean, what else What else stuck out to you? Uh, so I think what's kind of fun about Desmond is like, and again, I'm going this based on the two episodes we've seen so far, much like Danielle, he definitely has, he obviously has a lot of information that he's not sharing, inputting uh-huh. the numbers into an old-fashioned keyboard to reset a crazy timer. I, 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 I talked with you about this the other day that I remembered what the conspiracy was that I couldn't recall on our finale episode it was going to be that they're going to open this hatch and it's going to be almost like a cabin in the woods scenario where there's Mm -hmm. like a mysterious office manager just like pulling the pulling the strings on what's happening on the island i don't think that's exactly what's happening here but feels very in that kind of on like a similar wavelength where he's do he's he's preventing something from happening and i feel like maybe this season ends with that countdown not being reset for some reason yeah, so I think I think one of the things that's going to be really interesting, right, is as man of science, man of faith kind of attests to, Locke and Jack um, both perceive this entire experience in a completely different way. <laughs> and uh, I think that it's not a, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that this season is going to be defined a lot by those tensions being exacerbated that we saw in the first season between Jack and Locke, um, between entire worldviews uh, with respect to either what's on the island or what respective people are doing. Um, and I think that Desmond is a really fascinating introduction to that uh, and, in, and like kind of catalyst for it as we're seeing in, the, in these two episodes, even however brief it is. Um, also, a side note, uh, this, I apologize if you do already know this, but do you know what the numbers uh, 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, and 42 add up to? 69 okay what's hilarious is that my girlfriend also made that joke (laughs) so you guys you guys both have the exact same juvenile humor no they add up to 108 which is what the timer resets to uh coincidence whoa who's to say uh i bet the 2005 equivalent or reddit would lose their shit over that uh daniel you are (laughs) you have no idea how much early internet obsessed over lost uh especially this season as we as we move forward and unsurprisingly as the mythology becomes increasingly more complex the internet fucking obsesses over this because as you know right like this is at a time in 2005 when like things aren't nearly as connected as they used to be sharing resources and like doing television recaps. And like a lot of these things are relatively new. So there aren't a lot of places to share all that information. And as we've noted, there's a fuck ton of stuff that happens to all these episodes that like, I can only imagine if I were watching, especially the first two seasons being introduced to this type of show and this type of world, it'd be a lot to follow. 
but no, definitely it's a side note um yeah what what other what other things do you want to touch on from these uh i'm gonna make the bold prediction that i think the next episode is gonna be uh focused on what the fuck happened to Jin after he disappeared into the ocean it might be a Jin flashback okay that's fun. Just because I'm, I it, if we're gonna continue to play with this uh, timeline fuckery, that seems like the next logical conclusion of, oh, here's what happened in this since last we met, right. and uh, yeah, I mean, I I really love that shot of like the kind of others, not necessarily in the shadows, but we don't get like a clear shot of them, just like mm-hmm. wielding this makeshift weaponry that just looks. It could so easily feel cartoonish, but it just looks intimidating in a way that I really enjoyed. It looks scary. Like, yeah, it actually genuinely looks scary, especially because of how Jin's reacting. Um, we've never seen Jin not composed, you know, like, or if we'd ever, we've never seen him scared. Like, we've seen him maybe, like, annoyed or, like, sad, but, like, we haven't seen him scared in a way that he definitely was at that point. Um I guess, yeah, what did you think of the Michael and Sawyer dynamic uh, that we kind of get post-Raft uh, being blown up? I, d- I enjoyed their bickering. Like, it's it's a thing where they're both trying to blame the other for something that's right. really nobody's fault. Because it's like, yeah, Michael fired the flare because Sawyer told him to, but it's like, they didn't know it was the other's boat. Right. And Sawyer's like, oh, no. I forget what his exact reasoning here, but he turns it back around on Michael and then I really like the scene where they just, like, wake up the next day and Michael's just, like, bawling. And they just mm-hmm. kind of, like, have this moment. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, it's sad. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I think the the fact that they introduced a shark in this is one of those where I was, like, re-watching it. I did not remember that at all. Like, I did not remember that there was a shark in the slightest. And so I was like, oh, is this going to turn cartoonish? I don't remember it turning that way. And it kind of does a little bit, but it's okay. For I just mean, the a mic- sec. Just, for just, just a, a little sec. cartoon as a treat. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like, I think, like, the visceral scene of Sawyer digging out the bullet is, uh, it's gross, and I kind of loved it. Uh, just because of how, once again, him being such a fucking masochist, it's a real, it's a delightful thing. Um, yeah, and I mean, in terms of, we, we haven't really touched on much of, like, the actual content of the flashbacks, because I don't really think there's much, like, there's not a lot of new stuff that we learned, I don't think, in either episode. I mean, the Jack and Sarah stuff, we kind of had already alluded to, right, in terms of when we first met Sarah. Um, yeah, kind of like the, I feel like the Michael stuff is maybe a more aggressive example of it, where it's kind of just like, hey, if you're just tuning in, here's a brief recap right. of this guy's deal. The Jack stuff has a, the Jack flashbacks have a little bit more in that we kind of haven't seen a lot of this dynamic before, and we are introduced to Desmond. But yeah, I mean, there's again just so much plot, plot, plot with a capital P going on on the island that's like, all right, we'll get we'll get a little flashback, but we got a lot of work to do. I guess a a, a question I'll pose to you, just because I want to, um, <laughs> is what do you make of Shannon seeing uh, Walt? dripping in water and saying incoherent things i mean because we know that walt is special i wonder if he's like astral projecting or some crazy nonsense like that okay i was just curious if you had a theory for it i just especially if he's like close to vincent if he's using him like almost as a conduit to project himself to relay a message to be like i'm trapped or as i have posited to you even though i've already watched the show before (laughs) uh 
that Vincent is the king of the island or is the island incarnate <laughs> and that Vincent is the one that actually brought them all there in the first place. Uh, um, no, uh, I was just, yeah, I think the Walt thing is one of those that's, um, it's a really out of left field in these episodes in terms of generally we're, we're just being introduced to so many like sci-fi-y uh, things with Desmond and all that, that we we get this kind of reminder that, like, people have seen freaky stuff on this island before. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, what, what else? What else do you want to talk about? I think that's good for now. I think there's probably, like, little details that we'll get into in future episodes as we talk about overarching plots, but I think it's time to go to the segment segment. Let's do it. All right, what do you want to start off with, Eric? Let's start off with your conspiracy corner. All right, I think I already kind of mentioned it. Um, I'm going to say, and this is less a crazy conspiracy, but I think that Countdown is not going to be reset at some point during this season. I don't know what's going to happen when it happens, but I think that's going to be a critical moment. Okay, well, wait. I want now. I do. I do want you to make this two pronged. You say you don't know what what'll happen. I want you. What do you think will happen? If, if if it doesn't if it doesn't get touched i think that the smoke monster will be unleashed forever and will roam the <laughs> island incessantly instead of just every now and then okay that's fun um okay well we'll we'll have to see if that comes true <laughs> i maybe that can be the the recurring thing is i every single time i guess what's going to happen when the countdown doesn't go back that actually the way this is that is kind of fun uh and then if the countdown never never runs out then we're gonna just get to keep guessing i just have to text you a new one every day until i die (laughs) every 108 hours i need you to text me it i can do that um should we move on to somehow palpatine's return all right, so this is a segment called Somehow Palpatine Has Returned, where every single time I go through what's normally a two-week stretch of what happened in the real world, but we are in between seasons now, so Eric, I got a doozy for you. Okay, give it to me. We are going from May 15th, 2005 to September 21st, 2005, okay. and uh, there's some fun stuff and some really not fun stuff here. They throw them at me. Um, so, let's just get this one out of the way. Uh, one of the biggest uh, natural disasters in uh, American history, uh, Hurricane Katrina, happened during this stretch of time. Jesus Christ. Okay, Daniel, good start. Uh, uh the, the DreamWorks Madagascar was released. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, how close to Hurricane Katrina was it, it pr- Pretty far away, several months. Okay. Uh, Rafael Nadal, the tennis player, won his first French Open, of which he would win many. Okay. The Supreme Court in the United States voted to ban medical marijuana. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wedding Crashers was released. Okay. Uh, The Spurs defeated the Pistons in the 2005 NBA Finals in a drawn-out defensive uh, battle. Nice. The identity of Deep Throat was revealed. Oh, shit, okay. Batman Begins was released. Nice, okay. I don't know why this was included in the website, as as it was pointed out, but uh, the original Fantastic Four movie was released. Oh, God, okay. Uh, Supernatural, which I've never seen a moment of, because it's like 800 episodes, debuted. 
I did watch Supernatural when it was on for roughly like nine seasons. Jesus. And I gave up because it was just, I was tired of it. I'm like, this is too much. And uh, My- Michael Jackson was acquitted. Oh my God. Okay. Well, you did also forget possibly the most important thing is that only like three days before the season premiered, uh, Lost won the best drama series at the Emmys. Yeah, that's true. That was not on my on this date stupid website. So nice <laughs> job. Um, yeah. So Emmy Emmy winning season one. Um, okay. Awesome. Uh, should we do winners and losers? Let's do it. Um, why don't you start us off, Eric? I would be. I'd be hard pressed to find a winner in these episodes, <laughs> man. Uh, is it Sarah? <laughs> like, is that is that the only? That's not even based on her actions. Like, she's the only one that has something like good happen to her, and that was a long time ago, or like not on the island. So yeah, like, it's not even in the current timeline. But I think that's honestly probably the closest thing. Um. All right. So yeah, who are losers? Uh, I think I think definitely Locke. Uh, <laughs> uh, Locke. Jack, Kate, Sawyer, Michael, Jin. <laughs> Wait, count. We we did not mention this moment. One of the few moments that um, I've actually enjoyed with Kate is when she does uh, really go to town on a on a chocolate bar and then stuffs multiple <laughs> ones in her pants. It's like one of the few moments of like, oh, I actually like this is I understand Kate right now in this moment. Uh, we so all maybe been she's there. A, She's a mild winner for that moment, um, but then she also that. almost dies from a stray bullet. So. It's, that was actually a really fun moment because we like see Desmond fire the gun in the first episode. And we're just like, oh, he's firing a warning shot. And then we see the same moment, but it's like, oh, shit, he almost murdered Kate. Or I guess almost <laughs> manslaughtered her, but oh, well. Yeah, no, that was fun. Um, yeah, no, I think your list is right. I think... I think everyone is a loser for the Desmond most part. Desmond probably too. He seems very unhappy that his little home has been disturbed. Also, Shannon definitely a loser for the fact that she like sees this really traumatic thing and then tells everyone, and everyone's like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that just a... doesn't seem plausible. Right. That sucks for her. Um, yeah, this is a rough go when you put it that way. This actually might be. <laughs> Do you think this is the like most difficult stretch these these characters have faced? Since their plane crashed on the island, most definitely, I think. Right. I mean, that's grim, though, right? Like, um, yeah. Well. Well, should we cut it short, Eric? We normally go a little bit long, but I, there's so much to cover. and We've only scratched the surface, but we got a whole season to find out what's in the box. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure as we as we move forward, if if I'm not mistaken, we are about to get uh, many, many, uh, moments that'll have a lot of discussion. Uh, (laughs) hell yeah. So, all right. Yeah. I think we should wrap it. All right. Well, thank you both again for watching. This has been the autopsy of brother. I, if, if anyone here's played hollow Knight, they, they kind of sound like Desmond when he says that kind of sounds like one of those like little flying insect dudes I don't know what they're actually saying but that's what that reminds me of (laughs) but this is a lost podcast we watch it every week you come here you listen to our insane ramblings I have a feeling that it's only gonna get weirder and we know that's what you sick fucks listen to us for so until then I'm Daniel and I'm Eric goodbye y'all goodbye